Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branville, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing, Jay? Doing well. I love your hat. We got a we got a beautiful win this week. <sighs> yeah, I'm not getting cocky. I'll take the win. A win's a win. <laughs> but listen, come uh, on, you've been a fan long enough that yes. all of a sudden you're like, yes, we're back. We're kicking ass. The Vikings are here, and next week we're gonna get <sighs> fucking slaughtered. Yeah. Hope yeah, springs eternal, my friend. I know. Well, hope's been springing eternal for 40 plus years here. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> it's pretty much that's <laughs> that 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 hope has sprung a leak so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we get into this week's uh, great discussion on commerce, yeah. just a quick shout out to everybody who supports and sponsors the Music Biz Weekly podcast. Thank you to Bruce and Hypebot and Bruce. Bands in Town for everything you do. And of course, to Banzoogle.com, built by musicians for musicians. Banzoogle is an all in one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Banzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world, from weekend warriors to Grammy winners. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including hosting and a custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, social media integrations, and of course, amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. So Bandzoogle put together a great offer for the Music Biz Weekly listeners out there. Head over to Bandzoogle.com, sign up, try it for free for 30 days, and when you register, use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, all one word, and you will get 15% off the first year of any subscription. And of course, thank you to discmakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, t-shirts online and at gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3000 streams to make the same amount of money. And that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. So we put together a great little offer from Disc Makers. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, use the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, and you will save up to $150 in shipping costs. And just a reminder, if you've got a company or a product that you might be interested in putting in front of the Music Biz Weekly listeners, reach out to Jay or myself, and we'd be happy to talk to you about sponsor yes, opportunities. So, Jay, who's joining us this week? We've got a really good guest this week. Uh, really great conversation. Tommy Stalnick from Single Music. Um, some really fascinating things that they're working on over there. If you... Um, are into e-commerce or thinking about e-commerce moving forward here, like setting up your own artist store, you got to listen to this because this is, this is a great discussion about how you can sell all of your products, physical, digital, video, live streams, everything, all within one store. So let it roll. Build a stunning band website in minutes with Banzoogle. 
Go to bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Today we're joined by Tommy Stallneck. He's the founder and CEO of Single Music. Tommy, thanks for taking time out of your busy day to come and have some coffee talk with us. Thank Appreciate you both. It. Appreciate it. Cool. So tell us, you know, for those who don't know, what what's single music? What's it all about? Uh, we do a lot. So the shortest answer <laughs> that we're kind of like, we're working on trying to condense it all down, but uh, we are a creator toolkit for Shopify. Um, and what I mean by that is we do everything from chart reporting to direct consumer album sales to ticketed live streams hosted directly within an artist's storefront. Um, so there, there's kind of a breadth of things that we do. We're trying to get it really condensed. So, and, and, and just for our listeners who may not know, because can't assume they know everything. Um, Shopify is a third-party e-commerce platform that you can plug into your website. Uh, I've actually got a client that's got a WordPress website and we're building a Shopify store for them that gets embedded into it. But it's it's basically Shopify is a third-party e-commerce platform. Yeah, it's they kind of build themselves as the anti Amazon. So most people don't realize that Shopify is actually the second largest e commerce platform on the planet second only to Amazon. But the difference between the two is that in Shopify's ecosystem, a business is building their own storefront and the brand is 100% them. So they kind of exist as the rails behind the scene, whereas the Amazon is you put their stuff and you, you buy it from them. So Shopify has seen explosive growth over the last five, 10 years, but obviously over the last year over the pandemic, as more and more businesses, not even just in music, moving more towards direct consumer models. So the reason why the business, we started our business in the first place was Shopify is a phenomenally extendable platform and very powerful when it comes to physical merchandise. But one of the things that we saw as a very glaring hole in their system was digital content and being able to monetize that on branded platforms. So that's kind of the impetus of where we started it was just music and being able to bring sound scan reporting and that kind of stuff into their ecosystem through their app store. And it's gradually evolved into, oh, okay, this is like actually a digital content uh, play for as an app for anybody that wants to be able to put their stuff on their storefront. So, so, so go ahead. I was just gonna say, so basically this is for somebody who one has their own website, which everybody out there better have their own website um, okay. and wants to sell their own music and, and merch or anything. They just want to sell themselves. They don't want to rely on, you know, and, and there's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, but you don't want to rely on using Bandcamp or, or setting up a download through somebody else's store. This is all through your own e-commerce store. As you said, you control the store, you control the branding. It's your world. You know, you're not, you're not going to get a, a notice from Amazon saying, oh, we're taking that product down for whatever reason. This is your store. Yeah, exactly. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that the vast majority of major artists run their storefronts on Shopify. Uh, And so they, like if you were to go to Travis Scott's store or the Foo Fighters store, it's all Foo Fighters and it's all Travis Scott, but ultimately underlying it is Shopify and single. So what they do is really what I think by comparison to a lot of the platforms that you even just named, 
where they've had their success and ultimately in, t- in tow we have as well is by enabling artists to not have to sell their things on somebody else's branded platform. Because yes, Bandcamp is great and it absolutely serves its purpose, but there's a lot of artists that don't necessarily want to put their stuff on Bandcamp, but they want to own the uh, kind of the environment around their art. And so they say, no, it's not go to Bandcamp, it's come to my website kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense because we we believe that you you go to where the party is, right? And mm-hmm. if that party, if people are coming to your website, you should capture that and you should get a lion's share of the revenue from that as well. So with Shopify and your your relationship, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Shopify, we know what they are. It's kind of that white label. It's kind of like that back-end infrastructure so you can have your own store single comes in and do you basically amplify their capabilities by having streaming download audio video other things that maybe they don't have the capability for is that how that works that's exactly right Uh, their their focus is more in being a generalized platform for anybody because everyone from the artists that i just mentioned up to to kylie cosmetics and all birds shoes and that kind of stuff are running their e-com on that platform so their focus is to be more generalist which is great i mean and they've created a fantastic platform for that but where our opportunity came from was seeing okay they have this incredible platform but they don't have a vested interest in integrating things like sound scan reporting or, or REO or OCC or right. being able to do like, so chart reporting albums and things like that. It just doesn't make sense for their core competency to do things like that. And then the, the video aspect of our business kind of came from our, our ethos of the reason why I began the company in the first place was why is your music here and your merch here? They should be in the same place. And so if the merch is already here, why fight the uphill battle of getting them to move? They already have a merch company. They're already working somewhere. Let's bring our technology to them and show them that there is a way to do that. And then when the video obviously exploded around the beginning of the pandemic and these platforms were spinning up at one after the other, Every single one of the business models was their platform. You would give your content mm-hmm. to them. They would put it somewhere there. So we said, no, that, that, that's the, again, what we already solved. Let's just try to solve that again. Let's bring the video into the storefront that they own. So what we've been able to do is just give artists the control and the power to ticket their own events, do their own streams in there. We actually even do rent content rentals now. So you can actually put up video and people can come and rent it from you like it's iTunes or something. Um, so we're trying to move in more ways of saying, okay, like it's your content, it's your hard earned work. You don't need to give it to somebody else where they can capitalize for a year or lock you out of being able to use it. But no, just put it up. You have the tools, you have merchandise and you have all of this stuff already. The infrastructure is there. You don't need to do that. Yeah. So, so let's, let's run through some of the, the basic features that you guys add on top of Shopify that, that I think the average artist is going to sit here and go, well, this, this is what I'm already doing somewhere else. So yeah, it might make sense for me to put this into my own store. So selling of music and, and, and I'm not going to focus on physical sales because Shopify itself is perfectly suited for selling t-shirts and cds and vinyl and all of that pretty much right out of the box absolutely i mean, I mean that it, it it does that i'm more interested in selling digital downloads selling selling digital music 
So mm -hmm. what are the feature sets that you bring to Shopify for an artist to say, I've got a single, an EP, I've got an album. I want to do it now internally. I don't want to send my fans to iTunes. Sure. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of things. And, and that speaks to the beginning of the company and the origins of it from the first place. The name single itself actually just came from the ability to sell singles. There used to not be an easy way to just have an album, but also sell the individual tracks on that album. So one of the things that was the first functions that we did was enable artists to upload an album. And then when we put, we would push it into their storefront and it would be, you can buy the full record or you can buy individual tracks and you can listen to 30 second previews and album only. And basically the same things that you would get in a traditional DSP, you could just do in your own storefront, but the function putting it in there is now wrapped in it's your, the band and all that kind of stuff. So it's how do we take, we, the whole concept was how do we take iTunes and slap it into your storefront, but you control it. So we do everything from you upload the albums into our system. We can do those playlisting. We do chart reporting across the globe to, to various different charts. So our album sales are reportable in the US and Canada to Billboard and Rolling Stone. We report to OCC and we also report to Australia, ARIA and Australia. Uh, and we're looking to add additional chart partners as well too. Um, which is a little difficult when there's a language barrier, I must say. Um, but we're working on trying yeah. to get more of those as well. Yeah. But so there's that. And so when a fan comes to, so a good example, like if you were to go to the Foo Fighters website and you were to buy a digital album from their website, the, we are actually the fulfillment company delivering you that digital download and reporting that sale. And so the, the music gets hosted by us. We handle the conversion. You upload it in a wave. We convert it into MP3, FLAC, and all the other stuff. So then the fan has the option to choose what they want to download it in. Got it. And we just try to make it in this one really neat package to where the experience that they get through your storefronts is just as good as something as they would get in one of those larger platforms. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about reporting, but more, more specifically, um, if I'm selling music um, and it's, let's say, digital music, and maybe there's some other items there too, is there a dashboard that kind of shows me, you know, how things are performing and um, maybe some other data about, you know, what region it's selling at, what kind of information and what kind of dashboard uh, reporting uh, do you have? Yeah, we actually have an entire app that powers all of this, obviously. And in, in that app, we have an analytics portion of it that we've tried to treat more similar to like Spotify for artists, where it gives you a macro level overview. So you can say, this is my top fan in this place, like who has spent the most in the United Kingdom or who has spent the most in Tennessee. And you can go oh, around wow. the globe and all that kind of stuff. So we do all of that uh, and we're working on building out even more power on that dashboard, but it already shows you everything from what your top items are that are selling, who your top fans are in a particular region, how many fans you have in a particular location, what percentage of your sales are merchandise versus albums versus live streams or video content. Uh, so there's a lot that's already visible in there. And we definitely plan on investing heavily in that in this coming year. Do you offer you know, things like discounts, you know, that you can discount a download, you can put it on sale, you can bundle it with another product. Mm -hmm. What sort of marketing and promotional tools do you provide the, the artist? 
So built into Shopify itself is discounting. So we don't, it, it's kind of the nice thing is, is we don't have to build everything because it would be reinventing the wheel for some things. So it's, we really try to pick the points to where we can bring value. So for the marketing side, we have the ability and, and have for a while to be able to bundle, tr basically treat digital product as a value add to physical goods. So what, what I described that we do in the music world exists also in our video side. So you can bundle albums with t-shirts, bundle tickets with t-shirts, like gate access to content by uh, leveraging your merchandise. So we have that. We also have a built-in upsell function that was actually built as a response to Billboard changing their rules to where you couldn't bundle albums with t-shirts anymore and have them count on the charts. But what you can do is when somebody buys a t-shirt, you can say, hey, now that you've bought the t-shirt, would you also like to buy the album for as little as 350 and it will still count on the charts. So you can have it be, it's like a triggered discount based on what they've put in their cart sure. to, to incentivize things. Uh, there's that. And we also have things like pre-saves built in. So you can have... Um, like anytime somebody purchases, you can automatically fire off a link list to them to pre-save the record and that kind of stuff. So we have we have dipped our toes into more marketing services, but it's it's kind of like a, some things fall into they're just a function of the digital side, like that bundling, and then other stuff is the, the upsell tools and things that we're going to be also building even more out. Yeah, you've had some really good successes, and you've worked with some pretty big artists. Um, I think a lot of the ones on that wall behind you. <laughs> well, yeah. And I remember at one point we were uh, corresponding and I think I'd asked you about 30 seconds to Mars or something. Um, talk about some of the uh, some of the artists that are on the platform. So we handle the it's kind of interesting because obviously you can separate it into which of our services are they're using. Right. So the, the vast majority of our users because up until only a week ago, we can talk about that. We, the video stuff was, we had to help you on it. Now it's self-service. So the majority of our clients that install the app and use us for our reporting and stuff like that, um, we have about over 3000 different storefronts that we handle that for. And that's everybody from, uh, like I said before, Travis Scott to we uh, worked with people like 30 Seconds to Mars, um, Need to Breathe. We're doing the Coldplay record right now and the single that they're doing with BTS. We uh, we did, well, yeah, a lot, a lot of people. So the I would say probably about 80% of our roster is people that you 100% know their name. Yeah, yeah. How do you make your money? Is it um, a monthly subscription? Do you get a piece of... Uh, you know, a percentage of sales? How, how do you uh, make money? Well, because we're integrated into Shopify, it was important to us on day one that we never take a percentage or anything off their physical merchandise. Uh, so the way that we've always operated is we have a subscription for things like physical reporting. And so that is like, we'll report your album sales, vinyl, CDs kind of thing. So again, to your point of, you can already out of the box sell cds and t-shirts on shopify we have there's no really need for us on that but if you want those albums to count which you should because they count 3500 times more than a stream then you should yeah. at least make sure that those count uh so that's a subscription the the video side and the digital music side of things are a usage-based system and it's basically it depends on the services are different we're changing some things right now so i don't know how like which i 
how much I want to like go deep into that one stuff. But right now it's, it's $2 on it's 15 cents per track on an album capped at $2, but we also do volume pricing for some like merch companies that have a hundred stores with us. We'll, we'll reduce our costs there. And then video, it's the same price for everybody and has been from the beginning. It's a dollar per ticket or basically dollar per access to that content. Uh, and, and what the beauty of that model has been for both us and our clients is since we don't take a percentage, it doesn't matter if you're selling a $10 ticket to a concert or a listening party or something like that, or a $25 t-shirt that grants access to that party since it's not percentage based, it's a dollar, regardless of which one the fan purchases. So what that has led to is a lot of artists being able to leverage their physical products and sell more merchandise and use those as the ticket or those as the thing that get access and sell more merchandise and have actually even better margins than if they were just trying to focus more heavily on the ticket or the gating of the access to that content. So, so before we get into um, the video portion of this, because I definitely want to dig into that, are you guys doing anything with audio streaming? Are you? Do you have a, the ability for somebody to set up their own streaming service and charge a fee to stream the music through their store? Not yet. That's as much as I'll go into that. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Have any of your clients worked with experiences? You know, uh, we know that things like Cameo, you know, where you can get a phone call or a video, you know, recorded from your favorite artist or thrills.co UK or Patreon. Some of these have experiences where it could be as simple as, you know, uh, handwritten lyrics. It could be they'll uh, send you a message or record on uh, your recording. Has anybody uh, on the platform experimented with uh, experiences? Yeah, we've actually had and it kind of there's a difference between kind of the vip meet and greet kind of thing which we don't have built into our platform I was actually meeting with a company earlier today mm -hmm. discussing that kind of thing but what we have seen from an experience side of things in the the video event sort of thing is we've seen people do things like google voice call-ins so they'll talk to it obviously they can sit on the chat um there was like a little virtual meet and greet yeah, it was cool. I mean, the one that I really liked about the call-in, it was they were just sitting there, like they basically were sitting there and then they would play the music or whatever. And then they would just be like, all right, who wants to call in? And then they would call in and they would talk. Like, And mm -hmm. that was all happening in real time. So those, I think when it comes to experience, it, it really, you're just talking about access. Fans just want to be able to have access to the artist, and that can, and we're talking that's in the live space and also in the virtual world. So even something simple as being in the chat, like we, our chat system in video has a different color if it's an artist. So then the fans can more easily tell when it's the artist talking in there. And, and that obviously gives a lot of experience for those fans, but, and then Q and A's. So asking those questions and then people answering it uh, live on the screen, Ben Rector did a fantastic job of that. It was actually it was one of those ones where you knew it was live because somebody handed him a laptop and he turned it and it was like, it was starting to mirror itself into yeah, yeah, yeah. infinity. And you're like, Oh yeah. So this is definitely live. <laughs> uh, so it was cool. Like th those kinds of things definitely seem to be get more attention. And obviously it's, we're in the unique position of being a business that kind of 
encompasses more than just the video side of things. So we're not just like myopically focused on live streaming. So we've see, started to see more of a shift away from even like doing concerts as it was over COVID into more creative ways of using that content, like album listening parties and just Q and A's. And with the Def Leppard team has been doing retrospectives to where they would go back at the anniversary and talk about the records. Smashing yeah. Pumpkins did the same thing through us. So they did uh, through their, their merch company, Manhead, they recreated some merchandise that hadn't been released since gish and they just did a q a talking the stories about it and billy corrigan was hilarious because he was kind of like kind of demystifying how some of the lyrics were written he's like no it wasn't deep i was on acid like that kind of stuff <laughs> so it was like really cool to see that kind of interaction it makes it I, I, that's the kind of stuff i think is more valuable than even concerts moving forward so let let's talk about the video portion of what you can put up here um you know i i i spent a number of years working in the adult space in the the video on demand world which has been huge was huge in the adult world for a long time you know basically paying for the ability to watch a movie one time or for a a a given period of 24 hours you've got access to it you know we're sort of getting used to that now in the amazon mm -hmm. primes when you can rent movies um but they also did stuff like um you know you don't want to watch the whole thing but you only want to watch this five minute segment you can pay a little bit less money and 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 i'm sitting here thinking boy there's an interesting concept for the the music space you've got a band that's got sure. a two hour long concert as a fan I'm not necessarily interested maybe in the whole two hours, but I want to see that one song that means a lot to me. And, yeah. you know, to have the ability to pay 99 cents or two bucks just to watch the stream of that song. So what are you offering when it comes to videos? I mean, video on demand, download sales of videos. What are all the features you have? So we started with being able to, well, the way it works is when you install our app and if you put up an event, you can just say, okay, when the, when's the event time? When's the, do you want to offer 24 hour cutoff, that kind of thing. And then you just, it, we, we spin up a server, we give them their stream keys and then they say, okay, well, how, do you want to make tickets? So yes or no. And then they could just pick and choose what products in their storefront are tickets. So it's a t-shirt or whatever. So that way they can at any time set up a ticketed live stream if they want to. Uh, they also have the option to upload content for on-demand, much as you just described, where they can say, yeah, you if you buy this, you have access to watch it for one, two, or three days. And then after that time period is over, the content has expired and they, they could get it again. I'm the kind of person that's like, look, anybody, you can, as a business, hide what you're working on. But I think that it's a quite obvious natural progression of where we are going with these things and why I alluded to before I'm like, ah, we won't have to talk about the streaming side of things. The next phase that we're going to do, the, our goal is in the next six months is to be able to enable anybody to lap, put a subscription layer on these things. And so for what you're describing, you could be a band and you could put like concert footage, you could put whatever you want, or you could be a business. It doesn't matter what it is to us. That's kind of like how we see our business expanding outside of even music. We're beginning to do more things in comedy with podcasters and that kind of thing. Uh, but it's by be allowing them to pick and choose however they want to monetize it. Uh, 
there's really only three ways you monetize digital content. It's subscription, it's limited access, like rental, ticketing, pay-per-view, whatever you want to call that. And then it's ownership, which is just a sexier way of saying downloads. Mm-hmm. So what we, we do, the two, we do rental, we do timed access, and we do downloads. So the third one is in kind of the last one in our minds is to make sure that people can create subscription platforms. Yeah. And so on the subscription platform side of things, obviously we already have audio ingestion. We already have video ingestion. We want to give any artist, any business, the tools to make whatever kind of digital content platform that they want to, but also have it directly next to their physical goods. So that's kind of the the long-winded way of saying like, we have what we offer right now. And then what we will offer in six months, what we offer now is already more powerful than what anybody has in Shopify right now. And I think that once we also bake in that subscription side of things, I think it's going to be a game changer. Well, yeah, because then you can even, you know, compete with the Patreons of the world. And some of these artists can not only have their physical, their digital, but then an option to, you know, really capture that fan and have them long-term as a subscriber. Yeah, exactly. And and we, I was having a conversation earlier today where there's a lot of live streaming companies are only solely focused on the the getting content for their platform and building out their name where we are taking the exact opposite approach where because we're involved on both sides of let's just say you got the release cycle so we want the album to be able to sell we want to help you be able to to move those units and have those count on the charts but on the flip side of it is too one of the things that's helping drive album sales are listening parties and we can do both of them without having a conflicting interest with the different business of saying like should how do we ticket it what's the cost what's the intent behind this are we trying to move more albums are we trying to sell more tickets and so we we kind of are willing to work with anybody based on what their solution is going to work with them and if you're a large artist obviously or any artist really you can come to us and and we can try to come up with custom solutions and that kind of thing for you, or you can completely DIY it, just spin up a Shopify install single and go to town. Yeah. Are you guys, when it comes to the video side of thing, are you handling the storage, the bandwidth, all, all of that? So the, the artist doesn't need to sit here and go, Oh my God, my server is going to get maxed out because I've got so many people downloading or streaming this, that I'm going to get a huge bill. You're absorbing that cost. Am I exactly? I mean, it the the cost is in the the cost of the ticket. I mean, we we absorb the we have our margins on there, so we do, we obviously make sure. money off of those. But sure. the but from the yeah, part of it, it's funny because we kind of mirror a lot of what Shopify's ethos has been around these things. Like they even for the thirty dollar a month that you pay to have your website on there, they handle all server infrastructure. So the reason why they had a lot of their success was when people started having blast traffic or they like blast traffic, meaning um, a ton, you, you do yep. a merge drop and, and like a spike. It, it can, exactly. So it can collapse your stuff. So they, they've been really instrumental in people like Kanye being able to do merge drops because this, they know their system's not going to go down. So for us, it's, let's take that exact same approach for the digital content that's hosted in a platform that they know is not going to go down. So we have auto scaling architecture on our things. And we try to make sure that we have as much of a robust system, both between audio and video that we can deliver a hundred thousand records and have multiple times without a problem. And so that's kind of always been our mantra is to make sure that it shouldn't be a thing that you have to think about. Right. Right. Yeah. And and exactly because the, the sad the sad truth or reality is most 
most artists don't think about stuff like servers and bandwidth until it's too late. Until it's too late. Exactly. Yeah. Until they're on the phone going, how come my website's down? And you're like, well, because something happened and you didn't bother to alert everybody. And, you know, your hosting company can't handle it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Seen it happen. That's actually how we've gotten some of our clients. I'm not going to name names on the specific one, but a very large artist. They were in one of our now uh, clients. So the way that we work is we tend to work with the merge company. So oftentimes management and the artists themselves don't even know that we exist. Right, like there's right. a very, very common thing where I'll walk into a meeting and they're like, oh, great. Another startup tried to pitch us. And I'm like, I've worked with you for four years. You just yeah, have you, no you, idea. Exactly. So the, that's funny. The, so what we're trying to do is like, we had somebody that wasn't using us and I had been courting to get their business because it was a merch company and had a bunch of them. And then they had one uh, of their release for a major artist and overnight. It, they had 70,000 albums. I think it like after 15,000, the system collapsed. That company was over overseas. They were trying to call and they didn't answer guys talking to me on the phone i'm like who are you talking to right now about my competitor's problem you're talking to me and then the next day they moved all stores over to me and it's always been about bad customer support answering the phone if something goes wrong kind of thing but the we really tried to make sure that we don't have those problems if you don't a lot of the reason why people don't know that we exist because we don't we haven't had too many problems to where, cause we'd get thrown under the bus in a second by the merch company, no. but we, we fortunately haven't had that problem. Yeah. So yeah. would you, would you say that looking forward is video a primary focus of where you're going to do development and growth or is it across all product types? I guess It's across all. So one of the, we just released, like I said, like a week and a half ago, the ability to, this is kind of showing the cards of where we were at and where we're going, but we had the ability for, for two years for people to upload records into our system. And we tried to kind of like white glove as much as we could if say like a, a, a date changed or the metadata on the record had to change. They had to contact us to change it. And then it just became with more success and more growth an unmanageable thing so we said okay let's just make this to where it's fully self-service like if you need to make a change the minute before the release go into the app and just do it yeah and then yeah so we had that mentality when we were building out the video side of things but it was funny because we to make sure that we had, we would get it right we kind of kept the creation of video under lock and key but when it had, once it had been created you could edit the information around it like what's the the title of it here's the ticket sales can you create tickets that kind of thing and we allowed our clients to do that so as of last week we just created the ability for on basically all aspects of our app for you not only to be able to create but to edit at any time and why I say that is like the next phase of that and why we did that in the music part was we're adding in a, a DDEX. We're basically revamping our entire digital system to uh, operate around DDEX so we could batch pull in catalogs for labels. Nice. So so on our music side of things in a few weeks, so we're right in, we're finishing testing right now. 
been working with a couple of labels, we'll be able to go to a label and say, give us all thousand records and you can push them right into your storefront. And so that way they, they can have their full library all yeah. in one place, chart reporting and all that kind of stuff. And it has all the correct metadata because of that, that ingestion. Yeah. So that's where we're going there. And then in the video space between the self-service stuff, and then ultimately we'll be coming back. And our main focus is early next year, kind of the rest of this year are going to be based around not only that DDEX side of things, but beginning to, to build in the features to enable subscriptions across all services. So if you wanted to make that subscription music side of things, or if you wanted to make subscription video, it doesn't matter to us. Like we, we want to try to make it as an extendable, accessible, agnostic toolkit as possible. So you have the power to build whatever it is that you want, not us telling you what type of platform you need to have. Got it. That's super interesting. And I think that automation and the the opportunity for your uh, customers to do as much as they can do on their own, where they can adjust metadata and do all those things and take that off of your plate and your customer support plate. The more you do that automation and you were talking about DDEX, you know, it just, there's so much work involved, as you know, in bringing, you know, a catalog over, entering mm -hmm. all that metadata, uploading all those files. Anything that you do to help that automate that is just going to make you that much better. Um, I wanted to make sure that we asked you, where, where can people learn more about you and where can they learn more about uh, single music, maybe take it for a test drive, kind of uh, see some of the folks you're working with, maybe see some of it in action. Where can people learn more, Tommy? Sure. So uh, singlemusic.com. So you can go there and we have a, a lot of material on there. Uh, we also do live demos. So if you go on there, you can actually book time whenever it's convenient for you. And it creates a, a, a Google Hangout and a member from our team. Oftentimes it can actually be me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll join and we'll just kind of walk through. Um, I, yeah, so anybody who's interested, come to our website, see what's ever there. Always feel free to ask questions. We are a very kind of open company. So just feel free to ask us whatever, happy to help. And then awesome. when you want to take, take a test spin, there's a demo shop on there and you can do demos with us. Well, it's been a, a great conversation. I, I hope that you'll keep us posted in the coming months when some of these new uh, developments come out. Of course, absolutely. Thank you so much, Tommy. This I, I love this. I've spent many years of my career working e-commerce and and some of these big merch companies that you talked about. And and I know the um, the headaches that happen when you're working with a company that isn't responsive and doesn't give you the access you need. So yeah, and, and to, to touch on that just a little bit too, like part of what we're trying to do is give access to data that help. it's like the rising tide lifts all boats right and part of that dashboard that we were talking about and what we've done is we added in user roles so if you as a like oftentimes what happens is merch companies don't give access to their artists and so it's like this siloed piece even though those are your biggest fans and so sometimes they don't for a myriad of reasons don't want to give them access to the shopify account so that's part of why we built that dashboard and added user roles so the merch company can literally add you to the single account as a manager and say you can't edit like you can pick and yeah. choose parts of the app that you can do it but it gives you real-time access to what's happening on your d to c side of things which pretty much doesn't happen unless you have access to the shopify storefront itself so 
yeah, I mean, the what you're describing and the world that you came from is the world I came from, and it's part of kind of the driving force behind everything that we build. Awesome. Awesome. Th thanks, Tommy. Uh, this has been really fascinating. We wish you much success, and we'll, we'll certainly dig into single music. We appreciate your time, man. Thank you very much. All right. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. I don't know about you, Jay, but e-commerce has always been uh, a, a world that I've loved. Yeah, me I too. Mean, Near and dear you know, to my heart. Yeah, exactly. Because yep. that's that's the that's like the final mile. That's the connection to the fan. That's well, where you know whether they actually care or not. Because as we always say, you vote with your wallet. And if somebody's right. not buying it, then yeah. you're And getting... it's the music business. Yes. Right? Yep. It is a business. It is art. But what I love about what he's talking about is there's been a struggle over the years. And you've seen this. You've been immersed in this business where you could have physical sales, but digital sales had to be separate. You couldn't put them both in the same shopping cart. And it was, it's been kind of wonky for a while. And he provides a really cool solution uh, on top of Shopify, where all of these products can be mixed and mingled. Exactly. Having everything in one store is so crucial. I mean, even to this day, I'm sure everybody has gone to some artist store where you land on the store page and there's two links. Click here to go buy my T-shirts. Click here to go buy my music. And you go to completely two different worlds. It works, but it's, it's not ideal yeah. because you want that customer in one store and that ability to upsell. Oh, by the way, you just bought the T-shirt. Would you like to buy the new album at a discount? Yeah, maybe there's the a bundle opportunity, right? Exactly. And then throwing the video in all of that as well. It's really, I mean, if you're, if you are extremely serious about your commerce, you want to try and get everything into one store. Anytime you ask a customer to click a link to go somewhere else to finish a purchase. Yeah. You're going to you lose some of them. Losing them. 100%. So, you know, I, I remember back in the day when I was running all these artist stores, we didn't have this deep integration. We sold products but we would put a product in that had a external link that said, Oh, you want to buy, you know, we did this for the, um, the, 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 the kiss box set on the kiss online. You mm -hmm. want to buy this click here and it takes you to Amazon to buy it, but you left the official kiss store right? when you did that. Yeah. And you don't capture their information. We either. Don't ca that's exactly it. Good luck getting the customer information from Amazon. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Good luck getting your customer information from Apple. Not going to happen. No. <laughs> you get your customer information if you own the store. That's crucial. Yep. Um, so, yeah, this if you are really serious, and, and listen, this might not be ideal if you've got one CD and one T-shirt and you're just starting out. But you need to know that as you grow and get bigger, there will become a time where you're going to be like, okay, we need a better solution. I can't yeah. have products all over three different stores out there. It's a right. nightmare to manage. Uh, it's a nightmare to market. It's Get information just, on. Yep. 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 So, Absolutely. So check out, check out single music and listen, if you're using them and you know, you're using them, um, let us know. 
like yeah. to like to hear your feedback on this as well. Um, also, before we wrap up, just a reminder: if you want our free music marketing checklists, ah. Jay created one and I created one. They're absolutely free. Check out episode four ninety one. There's two links in there. You can download them and use them. We've already been getting some great feedback from people who just think it's incredible that that this stuff is made available to them. Absolutely free. No catches, no hooks, no nothing. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. And uh, that's it. We'll see everybody next week.